mistakes, ay. I brought all that energy in these songs. You moving through love is the only way we equal. They care to make an opinion, don't even care to meet you. You gotta be inside that battle for them to defeat you. If they wanna bring you down, they already beneath you. I had to learn them lessons early when my loved ones hurt me. You learn to separate what was wasted, what was worthy. I had to separate what provoked me and what preserved me. I had to separate what was soaked me and what was served me. California schemes, whole lot of cops and fiends. Where Harold got shot, I stayed a couple blocks from the scene. Paint the picture, cause the game really not what it seems. Help my youngs conquer their dreams, just thoughts of a king, yo. Nine, five, ten, boy, you dig. Life could be simple, you dig. Ay. Nine, five, ten, boy, you dig. Life could be simple. It is another week in the books. I am Spike Lou. Got a special chapter for you this week. Mo, what up? What up, though? Y'all ain't had Fridays this good since Fridays was this good, man. Even Tuesdays this week a little bit, right? Low key. Even even gave him some little Tuesday, not just Friday action. So we appreciate everybody tapping into the another week in the books feed. Uh, our off deck. So off deck, which is a spinoff from on deck that I don't know if we would have to I'm not going to preface this every episode like people just got to figure it out <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's a, it, yeah it's a spinoff from on deck uh, TV show which is from Spike Lou and Animal Brown it's a uh, hip hop podcast that they record every Wednesday y'all were talking about Nick Cannon actually I had a different question originally but I brought me I back I want to hear the other question too because this was this one going to be real quick I think, I think this, you this think so. Be, I think so. Well, anyway, I, I I can't remember what it was. I had it and then I I removed it. But uh, y'all talked about Nick Cannon being corny as well as Wayne Brady. But my question yes. is, do you think we should continue championing the phrase when we speak about black men being regular? Because essentially, some of these dudes are regular. What actually makes them corny? Mm. Is that conducive to us as a Are whole? you asking me? Yeah, I'm asking you. Like oh, what makes Wayne Brady or Nick Cannon? I don't I personally don't think that Nick Cannon is corny. Wayne Brady, I think, has made a brand off of being corny. Ah, wait, wait, wait. Um <laughs> Okay, sorry, well, continue. That, yeah, that's Animal Brown always. Now yeah, I'm, what were you about to say? Animal Brown is always the one calling Nick Cannon corny. I mean, everybody, everybody calls him corny. Like you Yeah, know. you do. But I'm actually a Nick Cannon fan. I don't think he's corny at all, actually. I think that he's so is he the regular black man that we've been looking for, kind of? Or uh, no, no. I think to say that he was there would take away from his talent because he is a talented guy. Like he does have talent. People may not like it or respect it, but he definitely does, and he's done a lot. Uh, What's his talent? I don't think business. He got business savvy. Uh, he got a. I mean, he rapped. I ain't saying he's a talented rapper, but he put an album together. You he's can do movie. that. See, we can't. Act. Those are not. Sometimes you can do things. They don't make it talent. Like it's something. I, 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 no, agree I mean, on if them. you do things, if you do things and you get paid a lot of money for them, what would you consider? <laughs> yeah, I'm saying Nick Cannon make a lot of money from the stuff that he do. I get. I, guess I know okay. you try not to put monetary value on everything, Mo. I know we had that conversation, but yeah, but 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 you know Nick what? Cannon, you know, I would I would I would say that's talent. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I wouldn't All strike right. that up. Now to the corny point, I looked at the question and kind of rolled my eyes because I think not at you or anything, but I, I do think that we try to how do I say this? 
I don't think that corny has to be a bad thing. Yeah, I mean, it's not a right. So I, I think that we give it negative connotation and then get mad as it's used that way. When I didn't, I know I didn't say this because I ain't corny, not even my word. I try to stay away from it specifically for what you asked. But mm. AB said, um, I don't think that when you say, hey, man, he's corny, that that has to mean a negative thing. It can just mean that he's different from you are or some viewpoints or whatever it may be. So I don't, I don't really take corny as a negative thing. I'm trying to say somebody call you corny. How you take it? That's their opinion. I ain't got nothing to do with that. Really. So if you start, I would hearing, wonder what I would. But as we've talked but, about in previous <laughs> conversations and I'm being transparent, yeah. I would 100 percent wonder how they came to that conclusion. Like, OK, I let's definitely would wonder that. But I mean, yeah. I ain't going to try to change how you feel. That's what I think. I've talked to D about this and we'll yeah. have him on later as we talk about I'm not big into uh changing people's mind. Like I I'm not and I, people think that I don't care about stuff, but I'm not big on convincing people of shit. Like I'm gonna give you my viewpoint and we can go back and forth about it and have a great, healthy debate. But when it comes to I need to change your mind or convince you or something, I'm not great at that. Cause I I'm not Aren't invested you? in your thought process enough. But you're a salesman though, right? Yeah, I try to do it. That's my kind way. of a weird. That's says, a weird. That's a weird thing, though. Like I it know is, it is one hundred percent. I could be a probably a lot better in sales okay. if I was that way. But I've come to, and that's kind of what helped me realize it too. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not really investing in another person's thought process. Yeah, I mean, you corny. One hundred percent. I want to know how you got there, but I don't care to change your mind. <laughs> yeah, I don't like, care to change yeah. your mind at all. Yeah. yeah. So you wouldn't be bothered. Absolutely. All right. So if how we've talked about like like okay, I say like I can see you kind of being standoffish, very serious, or and so you kind of get like a few friends, like yeah, I kind of feel the same way. So you get a little group consensus just with a little small circle. And you're like, okay, maybe I need to kind of visit this. Say you get this, oh, corny, I, say you get this corny thing, and then like like yeah, you are kind of you start getting a little group consensus. Are you still gonna be like? Are you gonna carry it all? You still gonna be like, ah, that's yeah. y'all, that's, that's y'all five opinion. Like, I don't I know. Appreciate I just, my quirks though, but I think that's that just came with age. I can say that now okay. at forty, right? Okay. Like, at, at maybe even your age, I wouldn't have been able to say that. But now at forty, <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even my friend group, which is, you know, why I ask you, how does it feel like? Because you said you don't have long-standing friends. Yeah, right? I do. Like, I don't have like like grade school friends. My friends, my long standing friends are from college. College. Or, college, yeah. Most of my long standing friends are seventh grade, like sixth, eighth mm-hmm. grade, something like that. So, whether good or bad, we've come to accept each other's corniness or weirdness, and it really ain't even no thing. Okay. Like, oh, that's him, me, and him. Like, you, okay. Like, I'm I'm slightly weird. I know that. Like, if mm-hmm. my like some of my friends would know that about me. Like, I would rather. Like I'm more of a introvert, and that ain't a real popular thing. Just how we came up being introvert, mm-hmm. but I didn't realize that that was a thing, and you know, a whole thing like that until I got older. But no, I don't mind at all. If people mm-hmm. mind, okay, that means I'm different. But I respect it. You would feel a certain way if your friends or people came to the consensus of that. No, I, I have felt that way before. But you know, I, I'm telling you, what bother what would bother me the most is yeah. how did you get to that conclusion. Like where did that come from? I mean, like, I how think did that, you get that? In the words of Tony Soprano, it got that built right in it. So I think in the, of in a part of the caring, that's a part of it yeah. too. It's like yeah. why why are you saying that? But also, where did you get that from? 
Yeah, I think it's all built. I think it's all I ain't gonna try to change your mind though. Like I ain't, ain't no, 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 no. See, there's where see, did I know they come we, from. Oh, 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 you got that wrong. Even if no, I hear no, something no, no. in where that comes from, and I got, I think you got it wrong. Oh, you can have it. Oh, okay. Because now, now, see, now, and me, this though. is a glimpse. This is a glimpse into my personality. Now I'm, I'm writing you off as an idiot. Like to the yeah. extreme case, not everybody, but like on mm-hmm. the extreme case, if I'm listening and you got there and you were incorrect in an assumption, I'm like, oh, okay. I'm not even gonna correct you. Mm-hmm. I don't think if I don't care about that much about it. But you know, if it's friends or something, then you would dive into it more and be like, no, nah, that wasn't what I was trying to do or how mm-hmm. I was trying to come across. So it varies. Um so Wayne Brady, you said we call him corny. Is that like the new word for sellout? And I Wayne Brady, I'm not calling you a sellout. Wayne Brady, not a sellout. Okay, because yeah, I, I don't like. I, I, I and again, this is not like the oh, like don't yeah. stop saying corny or stop saying the word suicide or stop saying pause or like I'm not trying to be here to like the vocabulary police. Like do what you will. I'm just just it, just a just a thought here. Um, yeah, we call him corny. Be- why do we call him corny? Like, or why do you think he is versus it's, Nick Cannon? Because it comes off like an act. It's like you're trying to act like this perfect black dude. Your your, your voice is oh. your voice seems like it's an act. Your whole little swag seems like you got that from like it just seems it doesn't seem authentic at all. So when you're talking about corny, which is why I don't consider Nick Cannon corny because I feel mm-hmm. like that he that's really him is yeah that's him that's he's an individual the turbans all that good shit that's him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. However, when I'm seeing. Wayne Brady and I don't know him I don't follow him well enough to know if this is right or not but I feel uh-huh. like that oh he's acting a part that's corny to me mm. see dude see that okay well, I'm gonna come back to Wayne Brady Kevin Hart okay I think that's him for real okay coming back to Wayne Brady do you think see this is why I said I think last week or the week before I talk about controlling your narrative you say you don't really know him like that of course because you're not no, you're not researching them of course like if we're not into right. somebody we don't know but like I mean I don't know never mind because it ain't really that worth that much attention I guess I was just thinking about it kind of ties back to that controlling your narrative or speaking up but I guess it's like at the end of the day maybe that is maybe that is him like I don't know maybe you really are like that. but do we have to try and so here's the thing though Mm-hmm. Do we have to try and act like there aren't any corny black men? I think like, that no, we don't agree that, that corny corny men yeah. exist, right? Corny Paul. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds like it needed to be Paul. Corny's men. close to horny. Yeah, I get you. Yeah. <laughs> but, kinda... but you know what I mean? Like, so we got to be careful. I feel like in saying, "Oh, we need to be careful in how we're labeling stuff." Like, some of these things do actually exist. And not saying that they're bad oh, or yeah. good things, but right. they exist. What? Well, so but we got to be able to call it. But you know what? I heard something on the pivot, man. Um, the pivot they had. Shout out uh, to those guys, man. man. Shout out to them, man. Those are our. I got RC. He been who, cooking lately, man. He cooking, yeah. That you, you're definitely of that lineage. Like y'all are in that same. I feel like y'all are in that same. You know. Uh, I appreciate that. But them, those guys, I feel like, is it predecessors? The people come before you or after you? What? Yep. So I feel like those, like that, those are the guys I look at our show and i look to them like that's the direction anyway um they had kwame brown on there and it was recently uh, yeah boy (laughs) kwame was cooking kwame was cooking bruh and they were he they were talking about the word bust and he said why y'all saying it's just a word this man Stephen a smith invented this word 
And he says, now understand this. You said, why is it a big deal? It doesn't matter. You still succeeded. You made it to the NBA. You you number one draft pick. You got your money, all or whatever. But he says, but because of this, my narrative, when I try to get these deals, are now people say bust. When I walk in these rooms, bust. When I pause, but like everywhere I go, I get to title this. This 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 has ruin a lot of opportunities for me because of your classification for me so yes mm. you think it bro you but, gotta hear I mean, that's I'm not fair doing though and no, i'm that's just not that's not fair though i think it is i don't because think so look, so to use an example that you and i both could relate to by the technical standards of the word bus he is because where he was chosen he underachieved so it's fair to label him a bust he has to deal with that stuff when he goes to have deals because he didn't perform up to the level of expectations so the example i would give you and i both have duis like we can't just go get insurance and expect a normal rate because we have that that we underperformed in in the past so you can't be like oh that ain't fair you can't just label me this because it's how it happened so how effective are you going to be in the next phase of your life to make people forget about that but you can't blame people it's almost like a credit score like you can't blame people for them seeing something calling it out and trying to put you in their box it's your job Kwame Brown to work on the new perception that you want people to have like we'll hear later from our therapist D man to come on there like it, it's, it's a, <laughs> I, I feel like it's a lazy not you being lazy but for him to say it that specifically because i get i fucked with Kwame brown when he was coming out on the igs because he mm-hmm. did right in holding people accountable for mm-hmm. what they were saying i mm-hmm. agree with that one million percent but don't come and tell me oh i made it hard on you when i'm out here doing my job because if i didn't do my job and call it out like i seen it then i don't have a job now i can't provide for my family because your feelings hurt or because now that i'm doing my job correctly you can't go in here and get a deal with reebok all right tough luck bro you should have nah, did your job here you go with that job stuff you did your job nah because you was you was ta- speaking that tune with uh skip like that same tune about the tweet like oh like what you mean i said oh i'm doing my okay if you say that that time cool but then you run and you're constantly going with this narrative like okay we got it done all right yeah i didn't i failed if in your eyes in that moment i mm-hmm. failed i wasn't yes. i didn't give you the return on investment cool right but when you're constantly beating down on that phrase to the point now it's cre- you're creating something else he says like, i'm not even looked at as a black man now i'm looked at just as bust Oh, you go. Now see you full of shit now. Go listen see, to it. Go listen doing to it for yourself. Much. Go listen to it. Just listen hey, again, to it. I'm just going <laughs> off what you're telling me, and I am going to listen because yes. I am interested in that conversation. Yeah. However, I can't blame. I think we get in this. Uh, we get comfortable with blaming people, saying, "Man, if he he hadn't have done that, man, I would have been able to do this." That's mm-hmm. fine, bro. You still mm-hmm. got to do your part, though. And if it's That's harder right. because That's of right. something else that happened, oh well. Like, what are you going to do? Complain about it? Like. I just don't understand the route that he expects Stephen A to take because it ain't like he sit up there and talk about him every day. But when it come up, I'm gonna call you out. Like I'm not gonna yeah, refrain but he, he, from that. But, but he definitely utilized it for his trajectory. Yeah, you got to though. This is entertainment, bro. Like no, I don't understand it's how ESPN. This is sports entertainment. It's, sports entertainment. This is television. Sports journalism that has become what's entertainment. entertainment. Man, yeah, on, it's, it's based off entertainment. Though. Come like, on. You can't have it every other way. You can't. I feel like athletes. I, I hear what you. Some yeah. want it every way. 
Kevin Durant's bad at this too. Oh, he's definitely. Oh man, y'all don't all deserve to be talking. Man, bro, like the reason that you make forty million dollars a year mm-hmm. is because people are having these conversations every day about you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I, I agree. I agree. I think uh like I said, I'm not. Do- I know I'm not doing it a true service, but it's a it's a great I'm nonetheless. Because I know you're in the perspective, and 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 maybe and then you know we'll return. And uh, if you still feel that way, then by any means, you know what I'm saying it's just like whatever. Uh, but yeah, I, I know we big on the blame game, bro. Like I, no, I don't I'm, really like it. No, I'm I'm with, I'm with you on the blame game, but I do think that sometimes it's not always just you that played a part in your accountability. I think you that is yeah, a part bro. of it. It's like, bro, you did but, affect me like this. Cause sometimes I gotta what, deal with it though. Okay, you're I gotta right. Deal you're right. It. You're right. It's not don't don't put blame on people to the point you don't do anything. Just stop mm-hmm. and oh whoa, it's me. I I'm this way and I can't do anything about it because just you and you alone. So for that reason, I'm not trying. I'm not saying that. But however, sometimes right. what we do as men, we don't. We'll rather be so self accountable that mm-hmm. we if I if I tell you you hurt my feelings or if I tell you you did me wrong. Now I'm less of a man. That ain't man. Sh- that ain't man stuff. That ain't the way man operates. So I can't blame nobody but myself because I should have been man enough to. I should, bro. Sometimes you changing. You changing the conversation a little bit now. When you saying okay. not man enough, if I can, and this is good. If I am Kwame Brown and I'm able to express that in a better manner, because. I ain't listen to it like you said But if you come in to tell me that I'm the reason That you lost deals I'm not gonna respect that At all but I am gonna respect The fact that you feel a certain Type of way and try to apologize that But I can't be respect I can't Be held accountable for The things that didn't happen for you Because you didn't perform And I called it out if that makes Sense like I get what you're saying In the sense of What you said but I just don't think that I hold I can't point the blame at somebody before I'm like okay let me fix this first let me see what I can do you're right you do get to express your feelings and it ain't wrong you're not less of a man for expressing your feelings at all I don't want that to be the side of the coin that I'm falling on in this conversation you definitely should that's how you get to the bottom of that's how you feel better and even the other person may understand more however that still can't be like the foundation the of end all be grace. All, yeah. yeah, that can't be your saving grace pointing and being like, man, this nigga, man, made me feel this way. Now I can't do this. And now, like, bro, like, stop. Just a thought I had this week, man. Um, and it's a it's a little reveal to uh, the homework that I have. But uh, we talked about change last week. And I thought a little bit more into that thought after watching this IG post from uh, Tim Ross, which it's his Instagram is upset the ground. And and uh, he was talking about change. He's a former pastor, now a full time podcaster. Very interesting. He's 47, dude. Full time podcast. Oh, black, black. Black Tim Ross, yeah, sound I know it does. Like, dude is very, very interesting guy. So you'll see one once we get to the homework part. But he had this thing where you know he he was referring to like kind of like you know church, but people in general where people are impatient when it comes to your change. Like if some because i and maybe it's because some people say so much ah, i'm changing i'm working on it and they don't do it or maybe they're not seeing the in between or respecting the process 
But do you feel like people are impatient to others change? Like you want people to change right away, but it you have been this way for so long, you at least got to respect that it's gonna at least take half that time. Mm, that's a, that's a good good question. I think that we forget how much the change actually takes sometimes. Mm. So it can kind of get away from us that we the one that is that is expecting change in someone else. It can kind of get away from us of how much that goes into that process and how long that process actually takes unlearn and learning stuff. And even you dealing with it just like internally yourself, not to mention mm-hmm. how another person is receiving your change, but how you're dealing with it internally. Am I doing the right thing? Mm-hmm. Uh, everything that comes with you growing and trying to change for the better. Um, so what was your question as far as? Oh, just things? I mean, just. People, do you think people are impatient with others change like do yeah. you think we and need to you know I lost more- my point of thought I thought this way okay I, I, I think that people don't take enough time to reflect again to reiterate what I said reflect on how hard change is for other people like you said we hear it the words sound easy we know what we want the result to be but the actual process of doing it, mm-hmm. staying at it every day, not reverting back to old ways, mm-hmm. that takes a lot, bro. And yeah. that's something that individuals deal with, like you're just dealing with that solo, especially if the change that you're trying to make is for the better, like to help a relationship, to help a friendship, a better job. Like each day you sitting in it, am I doing this right? Did I do this wrong? Damn, I messed that up. Damn, I was supposed to do this, but I didn't. All of that is a process going through in your head. Mm-hmm. And the other person think, man, why they ain't changed it? So mm-hmm. I think that we forget sometimes yeah. how hard that shit is, bro. Yeah. What what do you think? Yeah, I agree. I, Cause he he went into it and he kind of talked about because <laughs> he was talking about like, for example, the church, right? It's this thing that people do. He's called he called it these note card testimonies. Where it's like <laughs> he uses this example of like, I was strung out on meth for 12 years. I lost all my teeth and I didn't have a dental plan and I had to get dentures. But with God's grace, I am now cured from doing meth. And he says, but the person actually still does meth. Like he said, it makes good for a weekend. But the reality is he hasn't arrived. So I said that to say. When you're he's he said that God never has a problem with the process of you changing. We don't we have the problem. You ain't moving fast enough. And sometimes we grew up that way. Like get it together and if not, get this belt. You know what I mean? Like it's it, it goes in a lot of directions, but ultimately with that example he was saying was just like give us some time. Like it it I and you're right, like people are not looking at the in-between pieces and parts of it. So yeah, I agree with you as well, man. I, I agree with the same thing, bro. Straight up. Well, here's something that I thought about while you were saying it that we stumbled upon. Mm-hmm. Especially for us, because I often it's something that I struggle with is being impatient. Like, I'm super impatient, like just but with small like everyday nuances. Though. I hate like waiting in line or like just just stuff that just inconveniences me. I'm super impatient about. Hmm. But as you were talking, what made me think is us black people, black men especially. Like there's a time clock put on us. 
pretty immediately from how we're raised and just mm-hmm. like we probably got the lowest life expectancy of any race black oh, yeah. men yeah so when you start talking about change and why we sometimes don't stick it out while we're impatient with each other in our changes because we feel like we don't have a lot of time mm. we ain't got a lot of time to kill like i had to understand like even with all the places that I've been around the world and like trips that I've taken, things that I've done, I have a hard time. Like D made me realize, I have a hard time like explaining to someone, "Oh, well, what would make you happy? What's a a, a a great time that you had in your life?" We're so impatient, looking to get towards the end of something or do this to say we did it. We don't never really take stuff in, and we forget mm-hmm. by not taking stuff in, we forget how how processes work how long shit takes you know what i'm saying like am i coming off right you understand what i'm saying yeah i do yeah yeah so i I just think that sometimes that what you're asking has to do with us being impatient Mm -hmm. because we feel like that we don't have a lot of time sometimes you feel like we got to do this now that's that that whole yeah i agree with that the whole mindset that we have but it comes from us being and feeling in danger from day one the uh that 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 impatient thing i think we ought to come into things with i don't know if you've been seeing a clips that it'd be like maybe maybe not but it's like this little voiceover clip people be using like a win's a win a win's a win like they be using it for whatever like funny thing like it'd be they'll put like a caption and like hey a win's a win so i think that and i said that to say like start looking at the things in the present moment like okay i've arrived Not not to look at it like I've settled and this is the end of it, but I've arrived. You know what I'm saying? Then then from that point on, I was like, okay, where else can I take it? Instead of I ain't made it yet. I didn't achieve this many a hundred thousand followers. I ain't made it. We we don't acknowledge the things along the way. We keep looking yep. ahead, like you said. Process. So we're impatient because we're constantly chasing our tail like dogs when we should be being present by just saying, Hey, I've arrived. I got it. All right, let me, what else can I do? Because in reality, Lou, a lot of times, and I, I'm taking it somewhere else and we'll, we'll keep it moving here for, for our interview, but a lot of times, if we would be honest, we already successful. I told my wife this a few weeks back. I said, babe, you're successful. You, you, you have been in the pharmacy tech business for a decade plus. I'm successful. I went to school for graphic design and I'm in the field. We're both successful. So really, if you want to get technical and you, we've already mastered this field. We've uh, are, we are accomplished in what we got could get accomplished here. We're moving in career number two, low key. Like we don't really acknowledge these things because we always look at like, ah, oh, it's just a job. No, nah, it ain't just a job because we could be at FedEx doing something we hate or whatever it is. Not no disrespect to the FedEx workers, but something we despise. But we're in something that we're familiar with and we wanted to do. However, we want to do something different. So before I just keep acting like I haven't arrived and I'm 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 impatient to where I'm trying to get to, let me stop and acknowledge where I'm at right now. This is a win. Where we at today, bro, is a win. So we gotta be be patient what's coming, but also acknowledge where you at today and chalk it up, say, yo, I'm dope right now too, though. That's good. That's good shit right there, bro. You know, the hard thing in our culture is when you say that that's the win people start to look like okay well where's the Lamborghini 
Where's the big, <laughs> where's the big chain? Why don't see your house on Instagram? You know what I'm yeah. saying? You got a pool in the backyard. Mm-hmm. Where's y'all going on vacation? You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Yeah. where you shop at? Mm-hmm. You at the Gucci store? You at the Louis store? Mm-hmm. So, even though you may not be doing it for those things, that shit started to get to you. Well, it don't get to you, but you start to kind of measure your successes on those mm-hmm. as well. But you're absolutely right, mm-hmm. which is why I appreciate doing this with you because you do keep it in perspective. Sometimes mm-hmm. my view is way too long, <laughs> like like way too long, not even recognizing like I made a podcast that however many thousands of hours last mm-hmm. year. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. to me, that was just like work being put in. But to someone on the outside, like you're saying like, bro, like you're pushing towards mm-hmm. your career goal, career mm-hmm. number two. Like people respect what you're doing and you're getting feedback and comments from it. So yeah, you're absolutely right in it. These sometimes are you, <laughs> and you need people around you to be able to tell you. That's We're true. so hard on each other sometimes. Man, you know what I'm saying? And, and just like what you were talking about, we put so much pressure on each other. Have you did this yet, man? Have you did this? Have you done that? Like when we do have plans and we do man. work on things together, yeah. versus helping each other, it's a pressure. Mm-hmm. Like the next time when you're working with somebody, the people listening, like versus asking them, "Hey, man, where you came on this thing that we supposed to be doing together?" If they ain't came or got to you on where y'all supposed to be, lead the conversation with, hey, man, how can I help you? How can I help you get to where we need to be? What mm-hmm. can I do? Because I've completed the task that we had for us to get better if we split this off. So, okay, what do you need me to do next? Mm-hmm. Versus, hey, man, where you at with that? What's what's the update on that, man? Like, have you done that yet? We get so, it's so easy to ask people that versus being like, are you struggling with something, bro? Can I help you out? Yeah. We got an email last week to ask us something about physical and mental therapy. Mm -hmm. And I'm talking about my therapist all the time on here. So here's what we're going to do. D'Anthony was blessing us with his presence on the pod tonight. Uh, The therapy sessions that I speak about a lot on the show. This is the man who was responsible for some of the breakthroughs that I was able to have, even though we ain't through working. It's been a minute, but we got some work to do, but... The the few breakthroughs that I have had thus far, he's been able to help me with those, man. D'Anthony, how you doing, brother? Welcome to another week in the books. Man, doing pretty good, Lou, man. First and foremost, I appreciate you having me on. I know Seb's gonna make this happen and and absolutely and definitely did. Gotta say, you know, while you know, while I'm on your platform, man, and very encouraged by by this brother who you know, who represents, you know, a lot of what, you know, you know, the importance of mental health. And so, you know, Luke, transparent, very open, all about what he says about, man. And I and it was it was it was, it was a blessing to be able to work with you, bro. Absolutely. I appreciate that, man. Mo, I said I, I big up the Anthony a lot, man. So I know you got questions, Mr. Inquisitive. So I'm going to let you <laughs> lead this thing, man. And I'm going to float in and out. But I, I'm really interested to hear more on in where you want to take this thing. So without yeah. further ado, sir. Yeah. So first, how should I address you, brother? I, I want to make sure I get this proper because we got to respect Dr. Harris. Dr. Harris, Mr. <laughs> no, how, how you want me to address you? <laughs> so I can nah, almost, almost, not quite. We we, we close. We're getting close. Yeah. We, we should be defending our dissertation pretty soon, man. So, mm-hmm. so okay. it's just it's just like it. right now. You say it's like what? It. D'Anthony. Oh, D'Anthony. Okay. Yep. Well, again, like Spike said, D'Anthony, man, we're glad to have you on here, man. Um, I didn't even know you was a black man. Like that's, I, I had no idea. So that's that was dope. Even then, he keeps revealing more information about you. So that's been dope. 
but my first question I wanted to ask you is why did you choose this as your profession? Like, did you have a different idea and change it, or was this always in mind? Wow, man, yeah, good, bro. Um, and uh, well, one thing Lou would tell you, man, about me, I'm very transparent, which is which mm-hmm. is first and foremost, first and foremost, the, one of the most important qualities of a, of a therapist. You know, especially with us, you know, when it comes to this particular counseling field. So, man, I chose I chose this profession, you know, because of my own personal journey, you know, with mental health. And, and no, man, I came I was trying to go um, earlier on. I was trying to go corporate America, man. I saw myself, you know, working, working in Fortune 500 company with my little putt putt, you know, in my <laughs> I had made up my mind I was going to be somewhere in Jacksonville, Florida, down you know, uh, working in a Fortune 500 company, man. But, you know, um, I'm a 17-year veteran in the military, um, <sighs> a captain in the United States Air Force, um, healthcare administrator. Um, but prior to that, I was enlisted. I was security forces, uh, which is probably one of the more career fields and, and where, you know, people who, you know, you just see a lot of a lot of trauma and that, that career, just because of the nature of the work and the job, you know, being frontline security, um, you know, a, a lot of guys that I worked with, they saw a lot, they experienced a lot. So, you know, that's really what got me into counseling. I think the second, the second time I pulled over drinking and driving is when I, I finally decided I probably need to go talk to somebody. Um, even then, I was reluctant. Like, man, I ain't gonna go tell my business. I don't even, you know, I, I ain't yeah. even really about my life. I'm a country boy, right? So, <laughs> because of that, you know, I'm like, I was forced in. It was forced therapy. You know, I I had to go. Um, and so when I did, you know, I went to see somebody who didn't look like me. Um, didn't you know, they didn't come from where I came from, you know, but they they understood, you know, um, some of the things that I was going through. And so, man, I, I found I found therapy to be extremely um, during that particular season of my life. And honestly, it was at that time that I decided that, hey, you know, I want to be this for other people. You know, um, mm-hmm. I want to be this for especially for veterans, you know, who needed to have a conversation. You know, you guys, y'all see the stats, you know, everybody knows the stats on veteran suicide, you know, yeah. um, and and you start even more staggering stats on on, you know, black male suicide, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it just so happened like during that time period in my life, you know, I was struggling. I was struggling with, you know, military stuff. I was struggling with childhood stuff, you know, and all of it just seemed to come to bear at once. And, you know, it was just so fortunate to have somebody, you know, in place to do that. So that was my introduction to the field of psychology and the, the field of uh, clinical mental health therapy. Wow. Being that, that at first therapist didn't look like you, because I told you when you and I first went, that was a main thing that I was looking for. <laughs> did that, did that deter you? Did you find yourself being more guarded? Because I know a lot of people have spoken about not being able to find black men as therapists, which we'll get into later for you though when you were dealing with someone that didn't look like you did you feel like you could lay all your problems out on the table still i I couldn't man i felt honestly felt like i had to stretch a little bit you know Mm -hmm. i found myself having to 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 clarify a lot of things you know you know and for us easy conversation you know we don't really you know it's enough it's enough for us to be able to just talk about what's going on you know um it's, it's it's even more of a challenge when that that feel strain or stress right you know kind of like barbershop talking like you in the barbershop that's just the easiest conversation that you can have anywhere like just mm-hmm. easy. so man when i was going through that process I, I i felt myself filtering you know trying mm. to the right things the right way try not to appear to be you know the stereotype that i 
at that point, I didn't even realize I had internalized for myself because I'm like, why am I trying not to be what <laughs> he thinks I am? You know, right. and I ain't I'm even not, that anyway. I'm not even. Yeah. And that's just a clear cut reality of what internalization of man, these stereotypes that we, you know, that we t- try not to be the angry black dude in front of this lady, man. you know, but <laughs> reality is that's what I am. I'm trying not to be the fatherless dude in front of this yeah. lady, but yeah. that's what I am. And yeah. so it just made the conversation a little more awkward, man. Wow. Thanks. Um, and I, and I, and I can see that like, cause there's so much context that has to be provided before we can even really begin therapy when it's somebody that doesn't look like us i can only imagine it's like okay there's so much nuance and complexity to being a black man and then the type of black man so it's like i can only imagine how much work it really would have taken you know but i wanted to ask you what gave you the confidence to say i can be this for my people because that is a this role is a challenging role it's a lot to take on and you felt confident enough that I see a need and I can feel that need. Yeah, most definitely. You know, and, and I say, man, it it, it was beneficial. I, I definitely don't want to discourage people from seeing, you know, you know, um, people that don't look like them. If you're mm-hmm. you know, trying to get help, hey, get help. Like, you know, um, if you can, wherever you can, you know. But what I what I, you know, experienced was that there was so much relatability, you know, um, to you know what I could how I can connect to a, a group of people who I knew um you know and again you know African-American males and veterans like so much of my story so much of the things that I've gone through you know I told you know Lou if you don't mind me saying it in, in one of our appointments you know like you know hey before people come into the door sometimes you just kind of know you know like yep. your child you know what connects to you and you know what that is and you know I think that's a very you know kind of a an Afrocentric where standing like you know how we all like interrelate and interconnect you know when it comes to suffering too you know um because we feel <laughs> each other like that you know yeah. are you straight like you, you we you can relate like, exactly you, yeah. you know you know what that is and so Thanks. it's just that that level of comfortability where i'm able to just look at somebody and, say, and for them to look at me and be like nah nah i ain't, I ain't good <laughs> that's that's what was missing like because we want to yeah. be good every other area of our life we want to be okay with work we want to be okay with with the missus sometimes we want to be okay with the family but you know just realizing that people you know it was okay not to be okay you know with me because i knew i knew that role so correct speaking of not being okay because i mean you 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 get to see the walls come down what was it that made you comfortable around like because us as men we ain't uh, nigga get emotional we like ah man let me go let me hop on the phone let me get out of here this nigga for the cry Uh uh-uh so how was it that you found yourself comfortable in that situation able to do this effectively do your job because you're good at yeah you know to what you man like i i I think back you know to um you know the early days of, of trying to you know go you know go through sobriety you know work on my own you know substance abuse I remember sitting in groups, you know, with old heads. Man, I used to think these were the meanest dudes ever. Like, man, you old, grumpy, sober, but just seeing, you know, getting real comfortable with my own pain, you know, allowed me to to really be, you know, comfortable connecting to other that same space, man. Um, and sometimes when we're we're not, you know, as comfortable with ourselves in that way, you know, we will shy away from and to connect to others. You know, that's too many of us, you know 
talk about things after the fact you know just because you know hey you know when this person you know was putting some some messages on social media like man i should i should have known something i should have said something well you know if, if i'm not comfortable addressing my emotional issues like that on a regular basis you know it's a, it's, a, it's not a high chance i'm just going to want to reach out to somebody and just be in that that painful space with them you know when that happens so i think that's ultimately what what kind of made me a little bit more comfortable with that man and then too knowing the benefits of it you know like i know like bro just beyond you know, like if you on this little cry right here you can get this out like i know what's on the other side of that like you know you know that relief is coming you know that like growth is coming you know that a new way of thinking a new mindset is coming boy and so you in perspective you know perspective is coming man and so when you see that you just like hell yeah cry bro. go do it <laughs> let you it know? out let it out brother yeah, like yeah. i want you that's to go there it's, it's a different strength it's a different strength yeah. That was some of the best advice that you gave me was uh, as we talked about my goals and what I was looking for. And you said the more transparent that you are with people, with yourself about those feelings and those emotions, the, the more you're able to express those and really not hide from it. just let those feelings be and figure out how to address them. Like you said, in real time, not sit on it, talk about it later. The more you're able to be transparent like that, the more successful you'll be and find what you're looking for. That was probably the best piece of advice in our short tenure. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, some people say that vulnerability is a strength. You know, I've heard that before and I I do agree with that. And I did want to ask with like the country and the world, but let's be more specific in our country that we're in in Western civilization. Is the whole country really as depressed as it's saying it is or are we over diagnosing it? What do you what do you think? Yeah, um, man, to, to be honest with you, I, I we're over diagnosing it, you know, and I think, you know, depression is driven. You got well, we got to we got to really kind of put some context to that. And then I'm you're dealing with, especially when you're dealing with black men, if we, you know, and not setting you, you got to bring context to depression when you talk mm-hmm. about that culturally, mm-hmm. you in context because what makes you know someone who's european depressed may not be the same thing that's going to make me depressed you know um in fact there's cultures where they show incredible amount of resiliency in light of some stresses that will cause other cultures to go commit suicide so you know it's, it's always context of the, but for different reasons i would say um yeah you know and right now i think the biggest thing that i see happening is you know where we are you know post pandemic if we even call it a post pandemic um some some ways we're still existing in that but studies have shown man that it, it can take anywhere from 10 to 15 years for us to to truly overcome you know uh a natural disaster or a pet type situation that we've gone through you look at 9-11 right mm-hmm. you know tsa will never be the same again like there are some things that comes to us and it affects life Change quality that. of life forever and and COVID-19 is going to be one of those things so I think a lot of the depression that we're seeing which is what we reactive depression you know may not be clinical depression you know mm-hmm. reactive everyday depression you know um, can come from just sensitivity you know to post pandemic realities and one being you know our focus on, on, on the news right I think during COVID-19 we, we all became sensitive to social media into news right which you know now look at everything else that's being played out you know on there you know we're, we're looking for the beatings we're looking for the shooting looking for trauma you know, the next trauma right the trauma, traumatic yeah. experience and so when you when you put like that amount of weight 
you know, on the hearts and minds of individuals every day, plus just everyday life in itself. I, I think it does come with, you know, um, some 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 depressive symptoms. Mm. What do you recommend guys start when they feel that coming on? One, how do you recognize it? How do you recognize it? And if I can't get to my therapist, I can't, I ain't, I ain't got insurance, whatever it may be. What's some practical steps that a black man can take to be like, man, let me get my mind right. Here's, to me, here's a simple way for us to recognize that. I mean, I was telling a brother this earlier. When, when, when every aspect of your life starts looking the same, you know, you need to have a conversation. When you start saying, you know, man, I, the same thing at home is the same thing going on at work. It's the same thing going on, you know, you know, with so and so and with so and so. When you start seeing like consistency and you know that those type of factors then that that says that there's a high level of distress right that's what i was talking about you're not going to go to another you know black man and say hey let's talk depression no we need to go and say let's talk distress right mm-hmm. what's distressing you what factors what's what factors are going on at work in your in your in your relationships at home with your kids wherever you know that's that's driving a stress because it's not going to be the boohoo i'm I'm tearful i'm I'm upset i'm sad type you know depression it's going to be man i'm i'm in distress um Mm. when i'm in distress um is a is a good way to count it's a good indicator that you know of an onset of a depressive episode and everybody don't the level of clinical depression you know which you know according to diagnostic criteria has to persist for a certain amount of time but that's probably not going to be us. But at the same time, it's, it's such a, a silent killer because the level of stress or distress experience and it, it continues to have effects on, you know, phys, phys, you know, physiological, you know, uh, factors, our heart, cardiovascular system, you know, our, our co- you know, cognition, sex drive, you know, it, it affects every other, you know, part of our life. So hmm. Do, are, are people, do you feel, or maybe you can just, shed some light on it but are people using this mental health as a crutch like the 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 hot button topic so to speak do you feel like i know it kind of ties into the over diagnosing but are people kind of riding that way for attention or treatment or conversation those that are not actually dealing with it do you feel like everybody wants to attach themselves to this for a He's so skeptical, Mark. Ain't nothing yeah. wrong with that nigga, man. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know. To hey, to some to some degree, you know, um, you know, that there's always what we call Malin. And like, you know, you got, you know, but that's that's always been the case, man. You okay. you've even had that even from a, a you know medical standpoint, you know, where people will, you know, say that I got this issue persistent. You know that's going on and it's not really happening so um I, I i do that you know when we talk about mental health we got to think about things on a spectrum you know it's not we 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 kind of got to get past or get out of the mindset that where well, we see mental think you know schizophrenia we think psychosis mm-hmm. you know see mental health you know it's it's not the extreme psychotic version that you know we have always seen on the news you know we just think mental health is what it is we think you know optimal performance you know we we think quality of life mm-hmm. think healthy relationships healthy functioning and emotional processing you know but when people say mental health they're like oh something going on 
it's it's like they're looking for a diagnosis yeah. so it's, it's on a spectrum and to kind of go back to, to lose other questions is like how they start it's important to kind of weigh you know what level of help do i need you know based on where i feel like i fall on the spectrum like do everybody and see a clinical therapist no not really you know but there are some people who can benefit from talking to you know a lay counselor you know some people can benefit from talking to friend some people can benefit from talking to a life coach you know um and then you just kind of work up the spectrum to where you look at a clinical therapist or a psychologist or you know another medical professional but you know it's, it's different degrees for different levels of, of, of one practical thing to do is to first recognize you know where, where do I feel like I fall you know on on terms in terms of chronicity and level of persistent for more than you know a month or you know more than two months then maybe that's an indicator that is is risen to a clinical level mm. to address it as such Does so, this, oh sorry go, go ahead no, mine's a little smaller go ahead go for it oh, I just wanted to know does this weigh on you like what happens when you walk through the door you be like baby give me a minute like this last dude was like too much i just need i gotta get the day up off of you how much does this weigh on you how much do you take out into the world with you from in sessions you know i it, question man very early on early on in my career man I, I i learned you know to have you know what we call like a rational detachment you know from things you know to to really to really resolve that hero complex, um, you know, that you have when it comes to, you know, people's lives, man. Like I, I try to approach it from, you know, uh, I, you know, kind of walk beside you and kind of help you through what you're going through. You know, not necessarily I want to take this from you and try to work through it for you. You know, um, I, I think that's just a piece of it. So uh, my, my therapeutic approach, you know, kind of allows me that distance because, you know, I feel like the you know, the issue could be within the person, but the solution is also within the person. Like you, you got within you what it takes to overcome, you know, this particular issue, you know, and I think clinical who start to think that they got within them, you know, the key to helping Lou, you know, I think that's when you run into it because if you're not helping him, then what is that going to do to you as a provider, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's, it's just important that you kind of, you know, keep, keep those boundaries in a relationship, but care for 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 therapists especially black male therapists and i want to you know shout out to the counseling brothers of atlanta you know too which is a group of us that's out out there so there's a whole website with you know a lot of you know african-american males on there who are you know other providers you know that are um you know that are doing the same thing that i'm doing and you know we we have to do a lot of self-care you know um we'll pre you know definitely appreciate you know just the the level of, of mental health among us um you know but sometimes you still have to realize you can't do it all i bet know? y'all group chat is crazy for lack of a better word i bet y'all <laughs> yeah they they all it's, it's on fire man look looking at it earlier today you know but you know bet, those, man. those guys you know it's um we see guys coming in and, and right now it be, it's like you know brothers are coming in they don't even know why they come they be like man my yeah. mama told me to come or Just my girl feel right. I need to be here, you know. Um, but it's like, okay, you know, but after a while, you know, they start seeing the reason why it's good for them to be there. And yeah. mental health is not just coming to seeing a therapist, bro, it's not just problem focused, you know. Mm. It, it's also very oriented. Like you can see a therapist for personal growth, meaning you don't have to come in with a deficit, like 
that I'm, I'm struggling. Like you can come in for betterment, man. How can I be more optimal? How can I be more proficient? Professional athletes real recognize this. You know, you know Hollywood recognize this. It's just like you know I, I'm looking forward to the other guys say, you know, personal growth. I, I can see somebody for personal growth, meaning I can learn how to you know you know love better, talk better, communicate better. You know, I can mm. become more, a better business person. So, yeah. Yes, yes. All of that. All of the above. All yeah. of the above. All of the above, yeah. <laughs> um, where I want to take it also, a lot of us in our community, black men, some black women as well, human beings in general, but more focally, black men. Mm-hmm. What do you say to those who self um, medicate that they say, well, I I don't have the finances. I'm I'm hustling or I'm working multiple jobs. I don't have the finances or I don't really have the time, but I do have time for this bottle at night or I do have time for this joint to kind of mask or compartmentalize what what I'm going through cuz this is convenient or easier. What's the most you? Yeah, man, that is because I was in, you know, I can speak from a personal standpoint, man. It's like you you definitely feel that, you know, drain you know, sometimes smoking, you definitely feel like, you know, um, this is a short term, you know, way of alleviating, you know, the distress that I'm feeling, um, but never quite getting at the distress. So, you know, two, two, two styles of coping that I that I share with my, 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 my fellas in one is problem focused coping and the other one is emotional focused coping. Right. By the time we get the bottle, by the time we're smoking, we're, we're emotional coping. We're not problem focused because. When we sober up, when we come down, the problem still persists. Right there. Right. right there. Studies, yeah. studies have shown, man, that we're a lot more innovative and creative when we're problem focused. But it's it's hard to do when we're, you know, when we mood alter or when that's when that is the the only thing that's at play. Right. You know, I'm not, you know, knocking how people, you know, you know, cope or whatever, but when that's the only thing, that's that's when that's what we're depending on to cope, you know, we're not addressing the the, the core issues. Hmm. Okay. Um, with with you all, because I I definitely believe in those that are in the field that you're in, as well as uh, those that are in the education field, should be accommodated for their service because they play such a heavy part in the future of humanity in regards to behavior and mental health. But what do you say to people that say they can't afford it? What are options these days to say, hey, look, we found a, a method, an opportunity. You can get in there and really get right with this amount of money or this program. What What is there to offer for those that make that excuse? Man, ask. You know, you know, sometimes you got to you ask the providers, you know, you know, letting you having to come. And that's that that, that kind of comes down to trying to be problem focused. Right. Like, man, you know, I, I really need therapy. I really need help. But honest, which I don't have. Can, can we can you take a pro bono? Can I can I get a few sessions? You know, um, there are plenty, plenty of agencies that offer, you know, free service, you know, um, you know, to people that are seeking help. You know, um, my agencies now we have interns, you know, that we that are, you know, very skilled, very proficient, you know, master's level you know, doctorate level that we allow to kind of work. We allow to work with people who, you know, don't have, you know, the finances, you know, to, to, to pay or don't health insurance. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I do know, you know, there are some agencies, local agencies in those communities that are willing, you know, to pay for those services. 
you know, I know a couple here in the, in, in, in the area that I'm that I'm located in. But I also know that there's a few throughout, you know, Atlanta, too, that are willing to offer up support, um, you know, to those that are seeking help. Um, and so um, I would say reach out, you know, just because, you know, you see if you go online, if you go on psych if you go online and you see a therapist and you say, man, I really would like to get in some sessions. And, but you look at the insurance list and you say, well, I don't have that and I can't afford the rate that I see. Don't let that stop you from calling. Like, mm. you know, call and say, hey, man, this is this is where I am and this is what I'm hoping to do, you know, because they might have they may have some other options for you. And then I always tell people like I we have sliding scales, you know, that I you know, that I even offer you know, to where, you know, is is income based, it's based on income, you know, um, and I and just about every provider that I know, they offer reduced services, people that are seeking help. Wow, yeah, absolutely. That is great information. And I know one of the people that listen to the show know that I want to know this from a business standpoint. I'm glad that you brought that up. Talk about your journey from, hey, I want to do this to okay i can make money doing this too i have an independent practice and this is paying the bills and i'm employing people now how hard was that journey did that motivate demotivate you was that the thought process in the start when you got into this i want to do my own thing and have my own agency you know it kind of grew in, in some in no, it was. And, and then again, it wasn't, you know, I didn't know, you know, if you would have told me like earlier on at this time, I would have about five, you know, providers, you know, it's a, you know, open up a whole medication, you know, management side of the house. You know, I, I would have probably been like, nah, but the, it, it, the more I saw services, you know, how I was serving the community that I was in, the more you know, I became, the more driven I became, you know, to, to create some diversity within the practice that allowed me to meet the needs of the community that I know I couldn't meet, you know, and so, you know, we we we, we have somebody almost for, for, for everybody, you know, for young adults, for, for older adults, you know, and I wanted to, and and, and there are some other things out that I want to address too, and so um, you know, I've always been very business minded, like I kind of told you, you know, back in the day that was the goal, you know, I still don't have my little putt-putt thing in here yet, but you know, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a Field, I dream of mine at some point, um, you know, but, you know, from from a business standpoint, I've been I enjoy the entrepreneurial of, of being a business owner, which, yes. you know, um, kind of has to, to be balanced out with being a provider, especially in this field, because this is a we call a very heartfelt career field. Yeah, yeah. It, it requires you to walk, you know, a real fine line between like, right. hey, you know, am I brother, like this no show fee? Or am I not going to charge him a no-show fee because I know he's struggling? Like, you right, know, right. I'm going to work with you, but I got to keep a roof over my head, yeah, too, bro. Know. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, but, I mean, to share a story, you know, about it. Because I know, you know, sometimes, you know, you have um, you know, perspective, you know, that, you know, people, you know, want to appreciate your service and validate that. But, man, you know, just to show how brothers really do value, you know, the support that you know people are providing i mean i had one guy who somehow the insurance company they were sending him early on when yeah. i started business they were sending they were supposed to be sending me and i'm sitting up there in my office like man you know i'm, I'm frustrated like man i ain't getting paid this dude probably ain't even gonna come back i ain't never yeah man but this dude when he cashed the check brought it to me and be like here you go man they sent this to me i just wanted to cash this and give it to you let you know man yeah i, I appreciate it I just want to make sure you're taken care of. Yeah, and make sure you get what it. you what you give out. 
it, it, it comes back to you as a provider, man. And that's one of the things that just kind of, you know, you know, it keeps you it keeps, when you see the community really like, you know, appreciating what you do on that level. I feel it. Like, cause walking out of there, getting done with a session, you'd be like, I, I want to make sure that nigga get his money. Like, yeah, <laughs> you, you know I'm saying, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah for sure, yeah. Um, say yeah, we weren't gonna hold you too much longer here, D, but. I want to get just a little bit, if just for a moment, just a little bit into the physical health side of things, because I, I I see this a lot as well in our community, and it's it it it's very troubling to me. It's so many scenarios that I'm I kind of get I wonder about, but I don't speak about because I'm not that age. But my first question I would ask is why do you know us black people we do we're the loudest people. I feel like at least in this over here with the loudest people when it comes to like we're about this and we're about that but then yeah. we're we're the people that do the least and I and I and I take that even more specifically in our physical health like we do all this talking like we I, I want this type of man I want this type of woman I want this type of situation but we are not even willing to do something as small as get a 999 gym membership and actually work on our body right yeah why is it Man, you know, <laughs> that's, that's, I told you he was negative, D. I told you, you might what? need to get him I, in there. We might, we hey. might need to book Mo up on some pro bono work, man. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on through, bro. Come on. Through. <laughs> I mean, I, I can but, definitely use therapy too, for sure. I mean, it's a perspective, though. And, and, okay. and to be honest with you, man, I validate that. I do, you know, because that's sometimes those are the questions that you're scratching your head and you're wondering about. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, um, embedded within within that is is a learned sense of helplessness you know honestly mm-hmm. i think a learned sense of helplessness I'm, I'm i grew up in georgia man i mean y'all probably know what that is you know what part country, south south georgia <laughs> what <a> f <laughs> and, and you see it though you you see you know the mentality that man i want to be better and I, I want more but what is what is it what is that dynamic within that person that prevents them from coming so to where they can see it. And I think it's a learned helplessness. And I think it's, it's a very, it's, um, it's a lack of vision, you know, um, just, you know, you see the, the, the end results, but you don't really have an appreciation and a love for the process, you know, of, of getting want to get to. And so the reaction that, that comes from that man is, is that, that kind of where you prove to your, that see, you know, I, I, I can't lose weight. I see, you know, I, I can't start that business. See, I, I can't overcome, you know, I can't this relationship. I can't, you know, be this husband or be this father. I, you know, it, it's almost like that self-fulfilling prophecy, you know, that, you know, you get the gratification on some level of, you know, proving this to yourself. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you never gave yourself a chance to indulge in the process of, mm-hmm. of what from the from the jump. Mm-hmm. Process what make you. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good stuff right there, D. What is it like seeing people that you work with in public? I know we ran into one each other one time at the smoothie spot. It wasn't that difficult because we had to, but what is it like when you see having situations out of public? You know, from a, a training standpoint, honest with you, they say, Well, if you see a provider or somebody, you know, you don't talk. If you do encounter, you're not supposed to approach them in public or talk to them. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, hey, what's up? What's happening? You know, because I think people people need to see humanity. Like they they yeah, see like you're a real person. They see that make it even more effective, I think. Right. What's up, Louie? Like, what you ordered? Yeah. I took your advice. <laughs> I downloaded the app because I was opened up for like a whole. You hour. didn't get out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. 
was able to help each other absolutely exactly a small a small contribution to how you helped me um did you have anything that you wanted to leave with about the practice what black men should take to or black people in general or people in general towards therapy as a professional in the field man absolutely and most kind of mostly what i said before man um you know therapy is is something that is to me in the future it's going to become um something that is normalized as normal as going to get your hair cut like checking checking in on your mental health you know um giving yourself a mental health break is going to become something that you know we just need to do on a regular basis you know and it's and it's not going to be dream you know way that we've always thought about it it's going to be just kind of on an everyday scale everyday type situation you know what is my mental her one um you know doctor said i can't remember her name right now but she looked at it as psychological fortitude her pfs you know learning to really like check your pl you know on a day-to-day basis just to see you know how resilient am i you know in the different situation of your life you know and, and i would tell I was like, man, you know, time goes by, you know, whether you are, whether you're going, whether you're productive with time or whether you're not, man, it's neutral. And I can honestly say any, you know, when your mental health and your cognition is intact, you are going to be optimal, you know, and you are going to be your most productive and and, um, most productive and most authentic self, you know, as you go about addressing situations in your life. So, um, hey, you know, I'm, I'm always open. We'd love to be a support. In fact, you know, we're going to get ready to roll out a group here pretty soon. Uh, we got a group going, uh, Champions Mind group for for our young young men, you know, from ages 15 to 17. And we're also going to get ready to kind of launch a male process group. And this process group is kind of going to have that saying, you know, brother, you straight vibe. Like, you know, it, it's, you know, no real, you know, to it. It's just going to be like, you know, what's up? Let's talk, you know, and, and it's going to be guided by, you know, a few you know, discussions such as emotional intelligence, you know, which is huge. You know, if you hadn't done a whole lot of reading on emotional intelligence, check it out. You know, um, you know, social awareness, self-awareness, you know, um, self-knowledge and and knowledge, you know, just the four areas of of, of quality emotional intelligence. Um, We always posting stuff on IG, interlink underscore, um, interlink um, or counseling. And also on Facebook, you know, we're always posting, you know, some good information out there. So, yeah, I mean, check us out. Absolutely. You don't have to be in Georgia. You can go to the Interleague website, right, and book a web session as well. Which... Yep, sure can. Yeah, you can book it online. Uh, it'll, You know, the, we'll get the appointment. And like I said, we got about four or five therapists here, and, um, you know, that's all qualified and from marriage counseling to, you know, mindfulness training you know um and i'm determined in fact i, I just got certified in heart math training and and that is a bio neurofeedback type training which i'm turning you know brothers on to they want to believe in it they're like what you doing but <laughs> it, it, it takes creative innovativeness man it takes for us to really get out of our comfort zone and to try new things and man it it, it gave my heart joy to be able to hook one of my you know one of my my guys up to this this little heart math machine to where he was able to see his heart rate variability and he was able to talk about the distressing events in his life and to see his heart rate variability on level but then as he started talking about you know you know positive emotions such as gratitude and compassion and time that he was spending with his daughter he saw it go down to another level and it's like okay but you don't believe me you know the body keeps the score body's gonna tell the real picture of what's going on you ain't gotta listen to me i'm gonna show it 
You act like I'm making it up, but I ain't. <laughs> yeah, and so you know, I'm I'm gonna show me. I like I like show me. So it's like you know, I'm I'm coming up with as many tools as I can, man, so that I can make it, bros. Because I, I know how we are. Yeah. You know, you you ain't just gonna tell me it's raining outside. Like you you gotta <laughs> right. you gotta come with with some heat. And so you know, I think showing them yeah. stuff like that has been very helpful because you know all of that is contributed. You know. Um, one of the leading which is pretty much going to be the leading cause of disability soon and that's depression you know which comes from distress so we need to nip it in the bud absolutely i look forward to being a part of that group that you set up so i definitely want the information on that um you do a wonderful job man i'm glad that you were able to find some time in your day to come be on another week in the books share some information with us I was proud when I walked out of there for the first time, one, that you were a black man, two, that I was able to, like you said in the beginning of your therapy session, be able to put everything on the table and not have to be evasive. You made me very comfortable. And I know in conversations with my friends, I always, and sometimes they look surprised. I say, I'm in therapy. Or I know you would say, D, I ain't been in a while. But yeah, I'm in actively in therapy. And I've referred, I know at least five people to you. I'm not sure if all of them have called, but I think having these conversations, getting out here doing podcasts and what you're doing with the groups and the young guys is amazing. It's helping us as black men be able to talk about how we feel without being boxed in or being or feeling weak about it. So. I'm proud to be a, a, a uh, I don't know, you can do you call it a patient? Or what is it? No, 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 no. Client, client. Yeah. Yeah, yep. I'm, I'm, I was proud to be a client. I spread the word as much as I can, which is why I wanted to have you on. Thank you. Mo, what do you have about to say? I had like two questions, but I want. Oh, go ahead, man. I just <laughs> These are like quick off the, the hip. This is. Okay. It's quick off the hip. It's just one can you trust a therapist that doesn't take therapy? You said, can you trust one that hadn't gone through it? Yeah. I think yeah, you can. Good you question. can. I mean, because for for the part, for the most part, you know, uh, it's it's almost like can you trust the doctor to treat cancer who hadn't had it? You know, it's okay. it's a lot of. That's a great way to put it. It's pathology driven. You know, mm-hmm. what we do is 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 pathology driven from a clinical, you know, mm-hmm. therapy standpoint. Now, if you out with a life coach, when you 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 find you a life coach, you know, usually those are very specific things like a mm-hmm. life coach and you know rehabilitation, like or a life coach a cancer survivor like they have people who are very specific about you know certain things that you're going through and you might want to find somebody that's you know closely to that but you know as a, as a clinical therapist you know we, we treat pathology you know just like a medical professional would and for the to, to a large degree that's you know um and so that's that's pretty much what we're trained to kind of to kind of focus on so our treatment plan you know is Necessarily coming from a personal experience, which it shouldn't really come from a personal experience anyway, mm-hmm. you know, because again, everything is context, you know, and so it, it's more rooted in um, clinical diagnosis and also mm-hmm. the plans are consistent with that that particular pathology. Wow. And my, my last question. Have you ever watched the show The Sopranos? <laughs> I haven't watched The Soprano. I tried. I tried. Okay. Well, maybe we'll revisit that. I have Lou shoot you. So I wanted to see how. You didn't ac- like it. I wanted to see how tried, accurate the like therapy it. sessions were. Man, you, you know, the mafia, that, some of the mafia movies is slow, man. Like, it, it just, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it takes yeah, a long it time. It takes a second. Yeah. I'm more like power, bro. I need I need to just jump right into oh. it. Like, <laughs> let's see it, you know? <laughs> hey, man. Look, look. Uh, 
D'Anthony, man, you're a brilliant brother, man. You provided so much information, but you also provided such hope, man. It's good to see a black man smiling, uh, being professional, loving what he, he's doing and being passionate and driven to really be a positive optimistic force and really do it from a clinical standpoint a personal emotional all of the beautiful things that you're doing so man i as a black man appreciate you even though this is my first time meeting you i appreciate your work and thank you for your service bro absolutely, absolutely. Bro. i appreciate you, you guys man thank you for having me on absolutely we're gonna get all the stuff over to you so you can post it on your socials and we'll cut some stuff out for you as well i didn't know it lou appreciate you bro Hey, man, I appreciate you. Thank you for making time, brother. I really appreciate that. I'm going to be back in there soon, soon. Come on through, man. Brain done. I got you, bro. <laughs> I will. I definitely I need to. I definitely need to. <laughs> All right, brother. Y'all take care. You too. All right. You too. All right. So it's time for our homework. Great interview, man. Shouts out again to D'Anthony Harris, man. Thank you, Spike, for bringing, our, uh, bringing him in, man. That was that was dope mm-hmm. that was dope i enjoyed it man. great job by you you guys like the interviews let us know awitb2022 at gmail man tell us who you want to see on here some conversations that you like to have us have on another week in the books this is the homework section of the show yeah maurice what was the what hey, what you had a house party for me, but you never sent the link in, and I never got oh, around to texting it to you. <laughs> so I was like, I'll get around to it. And then I was thinking, like, I was like, man, I, I really ain't. No, it ain't that. I watch it because, I mean, you know, I'm going to be diligent to the homework. And then I was like, man, how am I going to get it on the TV? Because I like, I don't want to watch a whole movie on my phone. I watch TV, like an episode or two. I will watch a whole movie. You got but, <laughs> Do you have a smart? You got a smart, smart. Uh, TV? Maybe I mean I got Roku. Yeah, you know you can pull up your Gmail and shit on it. Oh yeah, just okay. open the link up on that. But we'll get up. So, no, don't got an iPad. I need to get a new iMac, bro. <laughs> well, even even if you got the, you can do a little mirror thing too, right? Yeah, I can. Te- I guess are you it's tech just a, savvy? Yeah, you are can you do the mirror. Savvy? I know, I know about the mirror thing. Yeah, I got that on my TV. Okay, I just sent it to you, so all that's right. my bad. So yeah, it's all good. So I will check out House Party. It might not be homework, but me and my wife will sit in on it and we'll you know we'll watch it and break it down and all that stuff. But uh I have for you, We Stay Looking Podcast, season two. Did you get a chance to check it out, bro? Is that the chick that's on Steve Harvey? <laughs> she she is from the girlfriend. She yes, yes, she's from that, yes. Is that the is wait, what says you entertain a girlfriend name? LaVita. Is that her? That ain't Levita. That's her. That's her. That's her. Oh, okay. I was wondering the whole time was it her? <laughs> uh, yeah, I see why you think that I would like this. It's kind of snarky. Got some real yeah, funny. I, I like. I'm not bad. I'm not mad at this at all. I didn't finish the episode, but not out of uh, just time constraints. Okay. I just didn't. Uh, I was started doing something else and didn't forgot to go back to it. Mm-hmm. But I did like what I heard and I saved it and I plan okay. on finishing. It's, it's, I just thought it was. I, I thought it was just. I, I know you prefer audio format and it, it's got a, yeah. like you said quirky but i was like it ain't too serious but it's not bs just whatever i was like right. i think spike could kind of like this if he's just in the mood of maybe not driving around yeah. but like whatever else you're doing in between time but i appreciate you checking it out hopefully Thanks. you know if you check out at least more of it but that, some of the jokes is really yeah. legit funny for me like, i only seen that first episode though was is the whole season two out i ain't seen the season, yeah i think the so I, I, I think really? it's like 
in weird it's, order. It's, it's, yeah, it's formatted really. Yeah, it's formatted weird. I try to do, make sure our stuff is formatted. I had to really reconstruct with that because sometimes people don't put oh, the. Relax, Mo. Relax. Yeah, I had it in there right, man. Relax. Right, okay, you hey, got man, to do you know. that much. Hey, I, I, I had to work a miracle, brother. Companies start calling about checks, Mo. Like, I had to do so much work, man. <laughs> Jesus, man. Like, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> Massive overhaul when I came man, in. You know what I mean? No, it was, I, I had to work some magic. No, I'm just playing. But uh, um, um, I have a black anti-hero for you. Oh. I'd like to know your thought process on mm-hmm. one of my favorites. I had I went back and started rewatching this because they named a new upcoming season, and that's Top Boy. Are you familiar? I am familiar. I haven't watched it, but I see watched it all the time. It. You haven't watched? It. I haven't watched it. Perfect, man. Deshaun. Deshaun is the I don't want to hype it up, man, but he's one of the best black anti-heroes that I've seen, like the, in the Tony Soprano vein. Yeah. I think that I think that first if you haven't watched this, put this before a house party. Like you're gonna love it. <laughs> season season one and two are only four episodes. You gotta make sure that you watch them correctly or you mm-hmm. won't get the gist of how good of an anti-hero that Deshaun is so you have to watch Top Boy Summer House and then there's a another Top Boy that has two seasons with 10 episodes so we're talking about about 28 episodes one is Top Boy Summer House and then the other one is just regular Top Boy all of them are in together though as far as the story they're about Deshaun selling uh, drug dealers in London Mm. Of course, you said you heard about it, so you know. But yeah. I was just looking at him, and as we we're doing the Good Earners <clears throat> podcast, and we were talking about black anti heroes, Franklin Saint, of course, mm-hmm. um, The Wire, Alonzo, Alonzo, exactly. So mm-hmm. I think Deshaun enters that conversation. I'd like to know what you think about that. It's him being that black anti hero. Okay. All right. All right. So uh, top well Netflix if you guys want to follow along with the homework. Yeah, come on with us. Leave us leave us some comments and some, you know, hit us up yep. anywhere. Uh for you spike go, quickly. Oh yeah, what, what you Go rate, subscribe and like. You were talking about comments on iTunes and where yeah. you listen to podcasts at. Need those, bro. Need those. Uh for you uh it's talking about Tim Ross earlier. Uh he has a podcast called The Basement with Tim Ross and he recently did an interview with Lecrae uh I know how you feel about you know belief and 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 stuff like that. I, I understand that. However, <laughs> this ain't just built around that. This is built around things as black men and I mean, bro, they was cooking. They were cooking, bro. Like they were really getting into it. Like where I had to pause and just kind of go to the bathroom and decompress because it was like some undealt with things for myself. I was like, whoa, you giving it up real crazy right now on the unfiltered you know so at least for me i think it's good i think you can gather something from it i'd be interested to see what you think i hope you at least give it 30 minutes <laughs> but i mean, I try. I, I mean it sounds like something yeah it sounds like something that may be interesting. I, I think it's good i think dude really has a talent for it uh because he caught me on ig and i i normally be like who is this thing like who are you you keep seeing these clips pop up but he was just one of the ones that kind of drew me in and i kept saying man i need another podcast and eventually i came across it and i was i was blown away honestly I was like, oh man! Like, and then even Lecrae on there—he's one of my favorite artists uh, as of recent. And um, 
I never, I always say, man, I never get the good interviews or conversations with him. He's not like he wants to say more, but people ain't asking the right questions. But this well, one, this he, one, this he finally was gave it up. I was like, that's what I'm talking about. So it's it's really good. It's called the Basement with Tim Ross. Uh, check it out, man. Let me know what you think next week, man. Yes, sir. I will do it, man. This has been another week in the books, chapter thirty, therapy. <laughs> we appreciate you guys joining us, man. Shout out to Anthony, man. Go to the website. We'll have yeah. everything in the show notes on how you'll be able to find him, man. This is a pleasure to do this for you people. Mm-hmm. We appreciate the commitment of coming back every week. All the comments continue to bring those in. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Mo, what you got? Uh, yeah, like I said, awitb2022 at gmail.com. Uh, Brintel, I think that's how you say it. Uh, thanks, shouts out to you, man. Thank you for uh, being a part of this. Uh, just emailing us, and y'all always are welcome to email us. Y'all can hit us on IG another week in the books DM. Also, if you haven't already, go check out Good Earners reviewing the Sopranos is on YouTube and all your podcast sites. Get your Soprano fix, man, and many, many more things. Go check out that Tuesday episode, man. We just threw you out of appetizer, man. Let us know how y'all feel about those, man. That's it, man. We out. Chill. Thank you.